How about the wife? How about Mrs. Block? Val Block, right? You said once in a lifetime a chance. You come play, you played all we played Thursday, played Friday, played Saturday, played Sunday. Now we're playing again <laughs> the, the whole weekend. The next weekend, right. too. Who's helping with carpool? <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just about 12 minutes after 5 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Tuesday morning. Are you a be- will you beep at people in traffic? Uh, I will beep if someone is merging into my lane and I'm there. I okay, will so also... that's sort of an emergency countermeasure. Yeah, hey, yeah. hey, I'm here. If a uh, driver in front of me doesn't move at a green light because they're staring at their phone, I will beep at them. Yes. I see, that's a situation where I usually lay off. I'll just sit there and wait. Why? I don't know. Wow, you've got patience, man. Yeah, but I was at the, so the off-ramp, I don't know if you come in the same way that I do, but there's the off-ramp to get off on Plankington if you're on 794 heading into downtown. Okay. And it's a left turn. There are two lanes there. You can turn left, and there's a stoplight. And the sign very clearly says, uh, left turn after looking for traffic or something like that. Left turn, Meaning okay, you after can, stop. you can go through the lights yes. if no one is coming. You can turn left on red. If you've stopped and, and done your thing. Okay. And very often that's the case. Of course, we're coming in in the middle of the night, right? And there's a guy, Illinois plates. <laughs> so <laughs> really, I should have laid on it. But he's, he's not going. There's no traffic. So this is someone who's thinking, I can't turn left on run, even though the sign is right there. Probably not familiar with that particular intersection. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't beep. Now, would you have beeped had it been three in the afternoon? Maybe. I mean, I think there's definitely a component of... Look, man, I'm just trying to stay out of a fray here with our <laughs> reckless driving issues and whatever in Milwaukee. I don't need to get into no anything. No road rage problems Anybody, here. I'll just sit it out for another 12 seconds and then go. Hmm. But I think it's maybe more of an assertive measure. Now, you can do like the like the very subtle, polite. Just a little tapper. <laughs> yeah, instead of a, you don't have to lay on it. Meep, meep. I should have done that. I was clearly in the right. Open the window, stick your head out, and go, meep, meep. Yeah. <laughs> or just start screaming, hey, let's go. Come on. Come on already. I will I will lay on the horn sometimes if I'm turning left, waiting for, I'm at a green light, but then it turns yellow, and I still have to wait because cars continue to roll through, and then it's red, and they're still rolling through. I'll, I'll let them know that they, let them know a, you, there's you a saw time. Them. Yeah, there's a time you need to actually stop so I can finish my turn here out of the intersection. And that'll learn them. <laughs> well, I think it would actually a little bit like, okay, I, I probably shouldn't run this red light. Mm. Or they just don't care. Oh, so you're suggesting Pro- that people don't care. It's probably the latter. <laughs> it is uh, 514, brutal night at American Family Field for the Milwaukee Brewers. Brandon Snide has that in sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The NFL's smallest market has officially been awarded the league's biggest off-season event in 2025. For everybody, we're, uh, I tell you, we are so excited and honored. Host a draft in 2025. This is something we've been working on for a while. I think we started the process in 2016 and... uh, 
I'm just really happy, not only for the organization, but uh, for the, the whole community. Actually, the higher, entire state's going to benefit from it. it. It's a huge event, and uh, it grows every year, and uh, it's going to be spectacular. I, I'm really, really excited uh, for the community. Packers President Mark Murphy there. A busy day in Green Bay Monday as the Packers also began their organized team activities as well. Mark Tarsher, our daily guest here on Wisconsin's Morning News, Broke down what OTAs mean for the younger players and how they can benefit from the early season workouts. They actually want to get more and more reps. Uh, the younger guys do, and the older guys are, as we saw with Rodgers and some of the other guys that don't have monster bonuses, they want as much of a break as they can. So it's it's a new era for Packers football, and I think you're going to see a lot more excitement this year than you would have with the last couple with Aaron being the veteran quarterback that he was. Over the diamond where the Milwaukee Brewers were back in Milwaukee and got welcomed home by Jordan Alvarez and the Houston Astros. And only one man out and Hobie Milner delivers and this one is hit to left deep warning track and gone for Houston. Jordan Alvarez with the bases full. Bob Euchre on the call there as Alvarez brought four runs in with that one swing and Houston goes on to beat the Brewers by a final score of 12-2. Corbin Burns did get the start for the Brewers, not his best showing, throwing five innings of work and allowing five earned runs, which included four solo home runs. I mean, I would say he hasn't put together a long string of good starts. Um, I, I thought the two previous starts were, were pretty darn good. You know, probably just spraying the ball a little more than than we've seen. I mean, the stuff is, you know, by the way we look at it, is is really the same. You know, some misses maybe a little bigger than than usual, but nothing nothing that's like not really close to like putting himself right on track. The Brewers are back at it tonight against Houston. That first pitch is scheduled for six forty. Coming up, this guy's week just keeps getting better. Signing unlimited WTMG News Time five eighteen. Yeah, this story keeps getting better. This guy's week keeps getting better. This guy's month keeps getting better. Hello? Michael. Yes. This is Michael Toth, the Turbo Director Colonial. Hey, what's going on, Michael? Great week, my friend. Congratulations. Don't tell me what you're going to tell me, because if you tell me, I'm going to start crying right now, man. That is PGA professional Michael Block after he just finished a dream weekend of golf, tying for 15th among the world's best golfers at the PGA Championship, on the phone with the tournament director for the next PGA Tour event. It's this weekend, the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial Golf Course in Fort Worth, Texas. A pro tour event with an $8.7 million purse. We would love for you to come play in our golf tournament, and we have an exemption available, and we'd love for you to be in Fort Worth this week. This story posted by PGA on the uh, on Twitter, their PGA Twitter account. So why why is this a big deal? Michael Block is a PGA professional, but he is not a PGA Tour player. What's the difference? Like a, a tennis pro or the like, somebody at your local club. These are men and women whose profession is golf, but they don't play golf for a living. They essentially... They're teachers. Yeah, they basically they teach golf lessons. Yeah. No, Mr. Havikamp, the, the green's right over there. It's that way. Look, sir, just, just bend a little bit that way and swing away and just straight up. It's fine. Great. So Michael Block is the teaching pro at Arroyo Trabuca Golf Club, a public course in California. 
And teaching pros, they teach the lessons, they set up the golf shop, they do a lot of things, a lot mm-hmm. of logistical work, a yeah. lot of the, the busy work. It's not, I mean, they're working around the game that they love, but they're not out there playing golf every day. They always say, if, if you want to play a lot of golf, don't go into business being in golf, right? Don't make that your profession. Because the PGA Championship, which is one of golf's four majors, is put on by the PGA, club pros, I actually know many in our area who have attempted this, they have an opportunity to compete for a few coveted spots in that major tournament every year. These are scratch golfers, super low handicappers. Again, they don't play a ton of golf, but when they go up against the guys who compete week in and week out, this is not a match generally. And so usually they go in, they have a cup of coffee, they rub elbows with the elite players yeah, in the it's game. Fun, fun experience, yeah. but yeah, that's it. Very rarely is it a storyline yep. coming out of the tournament. They usually miss the cut, which means their scores aren't good enough after the first 36 holes, that Thursday and Friday, to make the top half of the field. So they basically lop off the bottom half, you all go home, and the other guys are out there competing for the championship. Block this past week did make the cut, and he's playing super well. He's paired with world elite Rory McIlroy in the final round Sunday. This is a guy who, like the previous week, is teaching golf lessons. Now he's walking the PGA Championship with Rory on Sunday, also got a hole-in-one, and finishes tied for 15th in the tournament. And now, instead of going back to California to teach golf lessons to the likes of me and the Haverkamps, he's going on to play again this weekend on a sponsor's exemption to the next pro event. If you could uh, talk to my boss real quick um, and tell him that uh, <laughs> I, I won't be at work next week. Is that okay, Matt? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, okay, good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, no, no. He's right here. He's right here. He's got tequila in his hand, so he's good. Yeah, and a daughter at TCU, so we're coming. We're good. And, and, and that opportunity is ridiculous. I can't thank you enough, and uh, I look forward to uh, hopefully uh, making that exemption um, a huge value to your tournament. So saying all the right stuff, living an absolute dream. Boss was there. He's down, I guess. So does he have to call all of his clients? Yeah, right. Explain, hey, sorry, you're going to have to rebook. We had a Tuesday afternoon. I moved some things around. We're supposed to work it on my wedges this (laughs) week. one client giving him a hard time about it. Right. Well, I've got a two-day tournament coming up Saturday, (laughs) Sunday here. I I was trying to get dialed in here. What gives? (laughs) I don't care if you got an exemption. Oh, oh, you're up playing golf. So how to Rory? That and how, how about the wife? How about Mrs. Block? Val Block, right? You said once in a lifetime a chance. You come play. You played all week. You played Thursday, played Friday, played Saturday, played Sunday. Now we're playing again <laughs> the, the whole weekend. The next weekend, right. too. Who's helping with carpool? <laughs> Sounds like a wife. Yeah. Right. Oh, we're playing golf again oh, this week. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> no, by all accounts, uh, Val Block is amazing, super supportive, is living the dream along with them. Their kids, from what I've read, are, are teenagers, so hopefully the load at home is uh, not too bad. Worth bearing, can take care of that, and dad can go out and do his thing. So, uh, an extraordinary week now becoming an extraordinary month for PGA professional Michael Block. That's a peach, son. Oh, dolly, I'm hot today. At 542 on Wisconsin's Morning News, it's one of the oldest things in social media, right? You see someone, someone's name is trending, and we fall for it every time, but you wonder why. Greg Pancake Hill, producer of the program, is in the newsroom. You and I are in there yesterday, and he's like, why is Seth Meyers trending? And it's either birthday or someone's died. 
In this case, something entirely different. Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimball and Kimmel and Stephen Colbert, among 500 Americans banned from entering Russia. What? Yes, Russia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs announcing that it's banning a list of Americans in response to President Biden's sanctions against the Russians. So that list includes like former President Barack Obama, some senators, some notable political figures, and comedians. <laughs> so Kimmel, Myers, and Colbert cannot go to Russia. Okay. You can't openly mock Vladimir well, Putin and expect right. to get away with it. Well, we won't stand for this in America. <laughs> what what is our response? Yeah. Well, more sanctions. Yeah, right. You know, have to we're gonna have to send some more down there and tighten it up a little bit. No, so they, that's like it, it's not borderline. It is, it's flat comedic. <laughs> I mean, so, that's fodder it. right there. Right? Don't you that's wish a that, monologue? Don't you wish that they could do monologues right now? That's <laughs> like, right, because writer strike, so we haven't heard from any of these no, guys. Oh, it would have been great. It would have been fantastic to have some bits on this, but yeah, that that not having the shows right now, they're doing the repeats or whatnot. So also, what who's absent from that list? Are you seeing a notable exception? I have noticed this. I don't know why Jimmy Fallon would not be included. <laughs> Fallon's not on the list. <laughs> so he's, he's okay. A American funny man, Jim Fallon. Fallon, all right. Very Putin funny. Likes him. We like. <laughs> he's yes. funny. Yeah. He is welcome to come. He appreciates his comedy. Is he going to now be branded like a Russian stooge? I think he should. He must be. be. He clearly is until he proves us otherwise. Yeah. Right? How many writers on the on the uh, picket line are sitting there going, "Oh, this oh, is gold. Right? I want to oh. write this." Can we go back just for a day? Imagine this. Stuff. <laughs> just sitting like writing on the on this picket line, just like, "Oh, this is great. This is great. This is great. I'll keep it for later." Mm -hmm. We will show those Americans. We ban all funny men from come to Russia. That will change. Now international diplomacy is destroyed. Except for Jimmy, he cool. Jimmy Fallon, he can come. <laughs> 545 is very funny. 544 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Brendan Snide brings you this sport, the American sport that is next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After dropping two of three in Tampa Bay over the weekend, the Brewers were back in Milwaukee on Monday night to welcome in the Astros. And oh boy, did Houston have liftoff at American Family Field. 2-1 delivery. Maldonado way back and going to get way out of here and gone. The story of the game as the Astros offense was busy all night hitting four solo homers off starter Corbin Burns as Houston goes on to beat Milwaukee by a final score of 12-2. Barrel roll. <laughs> Barrel roll, everything was rolling uh, on Monday night. <laughs> the crew will look to Barrel rebound roll. tonight with Colin Ray on the mound. That first pitch is scheduled for 640. Barrel roll. Keep, keep it going. We got what five home, five home runs given up. A couple more barrel rolls there. Uh, over to the NFL as Green Bay, Wisconsin. Little old Green Bay, Wisconsin has been selected to host the 2025 NFL Draft, according to to President Mark Murphy, the process began all the way back in 2016, and he admits it was not an easy task. It's it's very rigorous. I mean, it's not. It's it's basically right behind bidding on a Super Bowl. And and really, you know, you think about what the league has done. They have gradually built this into a major event. The impact it's going to have on us, and because of that, you've got a lot of cities that want to host it because they know the economic impact. And what's going to make it special in Green Bay is the passion of our fans, the way they support our team, not only Lambeau Field, but when we travel. I know our fans are really going to be excited about having a draft. 
draft here in Green Bay. Over 300,000 fans were in attendance for this year's draft in Kansas City. Lastly, over to the NBA as the Denver Nuggets hang on late to send the Los Angeles Lakers home for the season, completing the four-game sweep, this one by a final of 113-111. to It is Denver's first-ever NBA Finals trip in their 47-year franchise history. The Miami Heat will look to follow that suit tonight against Boston in South Beach after thoroughly beating the Celtics in Game 3 to go up three games to none. Tip-off four, Game 4 will begin tonight at 7.30. Food banks, food pantries, they help alleviate the symptoms of hunger in our community. But what's a long-term solution? Get into that story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Up on 552 on Wisconsin's Morning News, addressing hunger in Milwaukee and southeast Wisconsin. You got your food banks, you got your food pantries. Those help alleviate the symptoms of hunger. But, you know, what are they doing long term? That puts food on the table right now, but what's the long term solution? WTMJ's Tony Cartagena explores that challenging question. What I hope the audience leaves with is a renewed sense of purpose and opportunity to not talk about the problem of hunger in America, but to begin to solve. Earthrin Cousin is the former executive director of the World Food Program. She's bringing decades of experience fighting hunger worldwide to Milwaukee as keynote speaker of Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin's annual Grateful Plate Gala. We have a broken food system that is leaving many unable to afford access to a nutritious food, if not otherwise hungry. And the the Feeding America of Eastern Wisconsin has been successful in addressing the immediate hunger needs of this community. But what is exciting is the work that is now happening to address the structural challenges and helping people realize how important this work is to ensuring that not only are we providing for the immediate, uh, meeting the immediate hunger needs of those, who uh, depend on the services of this organization, but it's also critical to ensuring that at some point these mothers are out of this line and that they are actually able to access the food that their children need themselves. Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin is the largest food bank in the state. They serve 35 counties and last year distributed more than 53 million pounds of food. They serve as a safety net to ensure that no person falls through and, find, and, and no child is hungry. And they, that's critical. That is cr- absolutely critical. But what is also required um, is to move beyond just providing that immediate support and addressing those structural challenges. And what is exciting about this organization is that they've stepped up to the challenge of providing that emergency assistance as well as to begin to answer those challenges of the structural uh, issues that are creating the hunger in these communities. And what I am delighted to talk about uh, during my time on the ground is how we're moving from what has historically been a necessary band-aid to 
in actually doing the work and providing the uh, developing the tools and implementing the tools that will end hunger and malnutrition. Both Cousin and Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin strive to take the stigma out of asking for help. Sometimes people just need to be shown some compassion. Many of the people who find themselves in a food bank line are working every day. Not just one job, oftentimes for two jobs. But unfortunately, because of the lack of living wage or living wage to many of these individuals, that those paychecks don't cover the food needs of their families for the entire family. They find themselves in need of, of, of the assistance that food banks provide. Many of the people and, and the, the, the reasons people access food pantries and, and the other facilities that food banks support are complex. Oftentimes we find mothers who are newly divorced without income standing in a line to access food for their children. We find people, we find individuals who their medical needs have exceeded their income and as a result they've chosen to buy medicine instead of food and they find themselves in a food bank line. So pointing to any one individual and saying that person needs a job is as the as the solution is a failure to recognize the complexities of life that every person in America lives with. And those who live who find themselves standing in a food line to support their ability to feed their children are just a, an example of that. You can help provide local meals and bid on silent auction items. Visit FeedingAmericaWI.org to get involved. Tony Cartagena, WTMJ News. Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Teddy Nyko. Consumer spending in downtown Milwaukee is growing faster than the U.S. average and more than it was before the pandemic, new data shows. The spending uptick is driven by leisure, hotel, and retail purchases and is an indication that the downtown's economy is rebounding. The Roundhouse Beer Garden in the McKinley Marina will open its second season in business on May 25th with live entertainment, new menu items, and free beer. It will feature live music on Sunday nights, outdoor yard games, and a bring-your-own-pint discount on beer. A unique condo in downtown Milwaukee's luxury Kilbourne Tower will hit the market Thursday for $3 million, making it the most expensive Milwaukee condo on the sale block. The current owner is a well-known Milwaukee entrepreneur and philanthropist who bought it in 2010. I'm Teddy Nykel with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.